<laughs> Welcome back to the Becoming Relentless podcast. We have a super special episode for you guys today. I'm your host, Eleanor McCabe, and I am joined by the lovely Cecily Wesh, Team Haley coach, Danielle Kusenberger, Team Haley coach, and our guest, Stacey Bamaber, <laughs> our super special guest. She's also on the team and she's an elite athlete. She just, you just competed for your first show. Yeah, I sure did. And you killed it. Thank you, you did it twice. Three times. Three times. Yeah. yeah. And nationals to end it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big old nationals. You killed it there. <laughs> Let's, let, how was your experience on being on stage? Wild. Honestly, wild. And when I first met Justin, the plan was to do one show. So the plan was to do one show and then it turned into two shows for more experience. And then after the second show, when it didn't turn out our way, we decided to do nationals as well. So it was, you know, it continued to get more and more intense by the week, by the day. And just it was an entire experience for sure. But I'm really thankful. I learned a ton and just wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, was this your first year in bodybuilding? Yes. Has it been a full year yet? No. It's this not was, even a full year. No. I remember <laughs> meeting you at the gym for the very first time and like to see where you started and where you are now i i remember the very first time i can't remember what you were pulling but it was some nasty numbers You're on like, deadlifts oh, and i remember Sal just being like oh i remember <laughs> the one i recorded <laughs> i recorded my set and i had my headphones on i was i think it was like 455 and it was just like a casual day i'm a you know power lifter and that's what i do right we pull heavy singles not all these reps and stuff right <laughs> so i had my headphones on i was in the zone i pulled 455 and i had my headphones and I didn't hear anybody or anything, but then I watched my video back. And when I watched my video back, I heard you guys. And I was like, oh, the bodybuilding, they think I'm cool. They were cheering me <laughs> on. So I was like, oh, they were gassing me up. And I got really excited about it. And then not, I think two days later, Justin approached me and was like, give me six months and I'll make you a women's physique pro. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bet. What time do you want me to show up? So that was when we started and that was how it happened. So it's been I guess a little over six months probably since that day until now and all the shows and <laughs> just a lot in that amount of time. Right? Are you going, are you planning on stepping on stage next year? I think so. I will. I feel like I need to get bigger. I feel like I need to spend some time and get more size because I got smurfed at nationals. You <laughs> being, oh yeah, I mean, you know, you think you're big and bad, especially coming from powerlifting background, you know, I'm, I'm big, I'm the bomb, right? And then I got on stage and I was like, Oh, I'm 120 pounds. Okay, this is brand new for me. I've never been, I've never been 120 pounds. Like even when I was like in middle school, mm -hmm. I was never that small. So it was a That's huge wild. adjustment for me. But I feel like I need to take some time and get gain some size. But Justin works magic, as you guys know. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. But I'm pretty sure he he wants to go back to nationals, especially yeah. since it's going to be in Dallas this year. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm just focused mainly. I'm executing plan. I'm trying to grow and You're I'm growing. trying to get yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. when I saw you at the gym, I told you the other day, it was like last week, I was like, Stacy, like, wow. Like those adults. Yeah. Well, this is, oh. it's really crazy because the whole time when I was dieting, I was like, well, I'm going to be so excited whenever I can get big again. I'm going to be so excited because, you know, being that small is a huge adjustment. Definitely different. I mean, but now on the reverse side of things, it's crazy because I wasn't anticipating how hard it would be mm -hmm. mentally or just, you know, visually seeing, 
oh, I'm not shredded anymore. Because that was brand new for me. Yeah. yeah, you guys know, like, I had one good vein. That's what I talked about. <laughs> I, I flexed really hard. I've got one good vein. And then it turned into, oh, I'm just spider webbing out here. And I'm just wilding, right? Like, eat, eat a little bit of salt. And it's free. You know, my body's freaking out. But the reverse side of things, it's been a really big transition. But just I'm learning so much through the whole process. So I'm really excited to see how it goes and what happens. And we put on some size. And if Justin's satisfied with where we're at, and that's what he wants to do. You know, I'm I'm a coach, but I'm also a really good athlete. And if my coach tells me to do something, 10-4, let's go, good buddy. You know, so I'm, <laughs> I'm following it. the plan. I love it. Yeah. That's super cool. Same. I think it's super cool that you're also a coach, but then you're such a good athlete. Because I, I think sometimes, like, as coaches, we try to interpret our own data. Oh, but for like, sure. Having a coach like Justin who knows exactly what he's doing and you have full trust in him, you can just be like, all right, you drive. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. it's. I mean, it's really cool because, you know, I think every good coach needs a coach, too. I mean, it's yeah. really important. And I hadn't had a coach in a while uh, since powerlifting. And so I was kind of just whenever Justin met me, he met me, you know, he caught me at a good time. I really felt like. I wanted to do something hard. Like I wanted to challenge, like I really wanted to do something hard. And so I was like, well, that would be really hard. That's going to be really different from what I've ever done before. Let's do it. Why not? And then to meet Justin and have somebody that's, you know, at his level that sees potential in me, I was like, okay, absolutely. And if you see potential in me, of course I'm going to follow a plan. I know what I'm doing. I can get you strong. Then, yeah, you want to pull 500 pounds? I got you, Boogie. <laughs> yeah, you pull 500 pounds. We're, yeah. oh, wow. Girl, keep doing them RDLs. Right all, all of you guys. Like, that's, you know. That's crazy. I train, I, train with all, I train with all these guys and just they, you guys all make me level up because Danielle is doing RDLs with the 85s. Noah does RDLs every single day. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I just, like, I remember when I first started training with you and Ashley, Mm -hmm. I, I went like I, no exaggeration I'm totally off topic but I would throw up the first set on the leg press I wouldn't say <laughs> nothing to nobody I'd be like alright I'll be right back we oh have my like, god Stacy we have one plate on the leg press and just doing a thousand reps and I'm like getting you know how humbling that is yeah. I've squatted 550 pounds before right but I would be on the leg press with <laughs> one plate per side not two plates per side two total <laughs> plates and just go to the bathroom get sick and be like get it together. Just get it together. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. But you guys make me so much better because it's just so different. But you guys all train so hard and I love being around it. So like, it's incredibly inspiring and motivating to me just to be part of the team with Justin, with all you guys. And just, I don't know, it's crazy. It's crazy just the amount of difference in the two things. But Man, I got my butt I got my butt handed to me, but I loved every second of it. And I love to learn something new. Like working with Justin is something like, you know, being a coach myself, I can get you strong. I can I can get you to pull five hundred pounds. We can do that. I know how to do that. But taking me from the place where I was to start with and then to where we ended up finishing, mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. So if I don't know what I'm doing, yeah, I'm gonna listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna listen to somebody that knows ten times better than me. And if I had a question about something, I'd ask, right? But it wasn't ever of, I think I know better because I don't. Yeah. And so I know my place. And I think that's one thing about, you know, working with athletes, you know, and just being a coach, you know how to be coachable because that's mm -hmm. what you want to see in your athletes. And all you guys are coaches too. So it's like, you know how to do that. You know how to do this. You know how to work. But like, you also know how important it is to trust your coach and mm -hmm. to listen to your coach. Because if you start interpreting your own data <laughs> yes. and you put yeah. your little spin on what they say, guess what? That's not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. You have yep. to actually follow the plan yeah. and listen because yeah. that's how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just really excited. So question for you. Um, 
has working with Justin changed how you coach your own athletes at all? A little bit, yeah, for sure. Because, like check-in process-wise, mm-hmm. especially because just all the data and all the metrics that Justin uses, like yeah. you know the recovery, like when you mm-hmm. fill in all the check-ins to start with, I was like man, this is a lot. This takes me 30 minutes to fill out all these boxes, but it's, you know, and take your blood sugar. I'd never really like monitored my blood sugar or insulin levels or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And so all this stuff is stuff that I was like, this is vital. Like, Mm -hmm. and like, how's your digestion? How are all these things? Cause we like as powerlifters, I think a lot of people don't really look into those things. They think just, you know, the very, very baseline of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's the little details like that. So I've implemented a lot of these like check through my check-in process, a little bit more specificity that's, you know, similar to what Justin uses with us, because I think it's so, so important and gets really overlooked. So I have become a better coach through working with another coach, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's how you get better and that's how you learn. So it's definitely improved my check-in process. And it's also probably just, I'm, um, you know, in, in terms of communication, in terms of effectiveness, I'd say I've learned a lot from him. And so I've tried to implement that with a lot of my athletes. Mm-hmm. And just you see, because I hadn't worked with a coach in a long time. So you see how important it is to make sure you establish that trust with your mm-hmm. coach. And like, I am very communicative with my athletes. I'm very mm-hmm. honest with my athletes. Sometimes they don't like that, but that's <laughs> also, it's important. And so yeah. just, it's you know, a definite reminder of how important that stuff is. Mm-hmm. Great question. That is a really good question. You're a star with powerlifting and like coaching and all of that. So how much different is coaching powerlifting? Like throughout your check-ins, is it mostly like training videos? Yeah. And all the... A lot of it's training videos. But then again, like I've always been really just on point. I want to know how your recovery is. I want to know how... Like some people just look at training metrics and then just look at, you know, bar speed or how, how something's moving. But then again, if you have an off day... Where'd that off day come from? Did it come mm-hmm. from your nutrition? How's your my first question is how's your sleep? How's your nutrition? How's your water consumption? All these different things play a role into that. So like I've always been kind of you know a little bit more in depth with that. But a lot of powerlifters they don't measure that. A lot of powerlifters totally disregard the nutrition aspect, mm-hmm. and so they're just like, okay, I'm in the gym. I'm training for three hours. You get six reps done, right? Like you're training <laughs> for three hours. Wait, seriously. Six reps in three hours. Okay, so just <laughs> no, 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 no. Humor me. seriously, humor me. No, no, like, me. I'm just curious. Me. The structure of like power, a lot of powerlifting training, I couldn't stand it to be fully transparent with you because I'm a douchebag at heart. I love <laughs> to go into the gym. I love to get a pump. I love a good selfie. Who doesn't, right? But with powerlifting, you know, say you have that day you saw me deadlifting. Mm-hmm. I had like three top set singles, and then you're supposed to do a couple back down sets. You know, maybe some RDLs, some accessory work. But it's not a ton of total volume. And so you get done. You're like three hours later because you're supposed to rest, uh, you know, a decent amount in between your sets. Mm -hmm. Three hours later, you're like walking out of the gym. Oh, my back hurts. Your CNS is just I'm shot, right? But you don't have a pump to, you know, brag about. You don't have anything to really just, you know, bank on. Now you get done with the bodybuilding workout. You get done with the back workout. You're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, your boy is on it today, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's just a totally different feeling with the training and, like, the application of it. It's totally different, and I love it. But, I mean, so with powerlifting training, it never really just, like, made my heart sore or anything like that. I was just really good at it because I'm really good at that intensity, applying that intensity one time, two times, three times. But with bodybuilding, that's not the case. You apply that intensity to the one plate per side on the leg press, every single set, every single set, every single exercise, then you have to apply that same intensity to your nutrition. 
Mm-hmm. Then you have to apply that same intensity. Wait a second, I'm not done. You have to apply that same amount of intensity to your posing. You have to apply that same amount of intensity to every single aspect. And so many people don't realize that. I didn't realize that. I had no idea what I was signing up for when Justin just, you know, approached me. I was like, yeah, let's do it, right? But there's so many different aspects here. And like powerlifting, most people look at that as strength. It's total amount of strength applied for one rep, nine total reps in your powerlifting, you know, meet, right? With bodybuilding, there's so many different aspects. And it's like not just, I love to train hard. I can train hard. I can diet hard. But there's also the presentation aspect. Mm -hmm. There's the pageantry of it which you guys know is um, <laughs> quite quite a different world for me. But it's like there is so much involved in bodybuilding, and so many people don't see that or don't recognize that or know that. And it's actually really, really cool. But I am just, you know, I'm a sponge, and I just love to learn all these different things. But totally different worlds, completely yeah. different. It's kind of like like art, like you're drawing a canvas. But yes. You have, like, paint, and then you have, like, the pencil, and then you have, like, different paint brushes. Mm-hmm. And everything makes the art what it is i totally i totally think bodybuilding is art and Mm -hmm. it's if anybody disagrees with me you're wrong like and i don't really say (laughs) i don't really say that no there's not i mean there's a bunch of different ways to do things there's right or wrong i don't ever say anything's black Mm -hmm. or white but bodybuilding is art you can have the perfect physique you can look great but if you can't present that on stage Mm -hmm. guess what you lose Mm -hmm. like there are so many (laughs) different things and just like the flow like how you operate like i mean my posing truly sucked, right? Like, but all I did, you know what I did? I smiled real big and I was happy to be there. And people were kind of, you know, distracted by, oh, she's really, she's got a lot of enthusiasm, right? She, you had the impact. You had the confidence. Yeah, you, had the yeah. Yeah, yeah. you fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like, you fake it till you make it. And just like, that's one big thing that nobody asked me about, but... I could definitely stand to improve there. So even if I put on five pounds of size, I can improve my stage presence. I can improve my presentation. I could just be a lot more, you know, polished and I'd have a much, much better outcome, I think. But just like, there's so many different things and it's totally art. It's totally art. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And the cool thing about it too is like every time you compete, you have different aspects you have to improve on. Mm -hmm. Like you lose for different reasons. Yeah. There's like always something that you could be better on. You could be the best and there's still something. Yeah. And like with powerlifting, the main reason I loved it so much was it's, it, it is what it is. You can be black, you can be white, you can be fat, you can be skinny, you can be ugly. You do the rep, you get it and you're good. And like bodybuilding is so subjective. My biggest fear, my biggest fear happened, right? My biggest fear with bodybuilding was that I thought about doing a show years and years ago. When I first started like training and training hard, I trained with a group of big, big male bodybuilders. They like kind of, they took me under their wing. They're like little girl and they're like trained hard. I've always just trained hard. I've loved just training. They're like, you come train with us. You can rock with us. And so, like, you know, there ain't no but a peanut. Like, like, that. like, that's why I've, I've always been like this. I just, it was kind of ingrained in me. But they wanted me to do a bodybuilding show. And, like, that was, this was when I was younger. But I was, like, a little, eh. I didn't know about it. Because I was, like, I would hate to prep for 12 weeks, 20 weeks, 5,000 weeks, whatever it is. Step on, know that I checked all the boxes, did all the things. And then get on stage and not be what somebody wanted, not be the right, you know, presentation or whatever it is. And I was like, I just don't know if I could like handle that. Well, <laughs> that's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what happened. My first show, we we did it and we did it together and we won the overall. The, wow, an absolute crazy experience. And like just truly, I don't even think it's still sunk in yet. Just like 
how incredible that was. But then the following week when we did the second show, I took second place and subject, I mean, like people, you know, we thought I had the best looking physique on stage, but I wasn't what they wanted. And so that hurt, like that hurt a lot, right? And I actually had like a little bit of like a little five minutes, five minutes, I had a little little fit, right? I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Like, you know, I was like, hey, just now, I'm going to take a little lap. I'm going to take a lap. And so I went out to my car and I was like, me, me, me. I pouted for about five minutes. And then I sat there and I was like, I look so good. I am so happy with everything that I've done. I couldn't have done anything different. Why, why am I upset with myself? Why am I beating myself up? I'm beating myself up because I wasn't what they wanted. Nah, I did everything in my power. And so what I thought would be my biggest fear actually turned into be like my biggest growth moment mm -hmm. because I realized that it doesn't really matter. None of that stuff matters. It matters what you do with it, right? And it matters how you face that adversity and what you like, you know, the outcome. And so I came back in and Justin was really excited. He's like, you didn't leave. And I was like, no, I just needed about five minutes, thought about it, and then realized yeah, I did everything that I could. And there's something that I can learn from this. There's mm -hmm. something that I can be better at. And you're never going to know what somebody else wants. You're never going to know what the judges are looking for. We might know the criteria or whatever else, but we're never going to be in their mind and able mm -hmm. to make those decisions. That's up to them. So all we can do is what we can do and control yep. what we can control. Yep. In powerlifting, you lift the weight or you don't. In bodybuilding, there's so many different variables and it's crazy but then again, you control what you can control. And so my biggest fear happened and it wasn't that big of a deal, you know? And so mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's kind of like really necessary. The things that we're scared of, mm -hmm. once we realize that it's not really, <laughs> it's not really anything yeah. to be scared of at all. It's something for us to grow from. It's pretty cool. And so I got second place. I was the first loser. Then we moved on <laughs> to nationals. Yeah. Moved on to nationals. I got fourth place. I was the third loser. I mean, but hey, I, you know, I had such a good time. Like I had such a good time and just truly one thing in comparison to, I don't know if, you know, if this is like this all the time or if just I have, you know, great energy and people are nice to me. I don't mm -hmm. know, but everyone was so kind. And like, I think it's kind of cool because in bodybuilding from my experience so far, I can't change what you did. I can't change how your body looks. You did your prep how you did your prep. Mm -hmm. You ate what you ate. I ate what I ate. Listen, <laughs> this is a competition. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to present how I present. You present how you present. But ultimately, there ain't nothing I can do about it. If Noah looks bigger than me, like when, <laughs> oh my I, gosh. whenever I got to Nationals, I was like, mm, these girls are smurfing. <laughs> like they were like, you know, it's like. I weigh 120 pounds, and all the other girls weigh at least 130. I can and assure I was, you, your 120 is way different than my 120. What, like your bit, your, I don't know. They've already yelled me working. Trust though. me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you can't change anything about somebody else's physique, and ultimately, there's like a bond I feel like between everyone because we have all undergone this voluntary now voluntary suffering, or like this. It's just been hard for every single person, mm -hmm. and so it's like there's like a bonding aspect of that that. In powerlifting, I don't really feel like is it's like that. Like it's you know because for me, I love competition. I thrive off of it. Like I'm gonna beat you. Like I'll look you dead in the face, and <laughs> I'll look you dead in the face, and I'll say, I want you to have your very best day, but I'm gonna beat you. I'm still right? gonna beat you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and there are a bunch of factors and variables you have to perform on the day, mm -hmm. and still it's like that with bodybuilding. You have yeah. to you know refeed into your peak correctly and everything else. But there's not really a performative component of like beating someone because mm -hmm. you've won 
the weeks prior with what you've done. Yeah. You've won already or lost already based on what you have done in these weeks prior. And that's really cool to see and to think about. But the camaraderie with all the girls, it was so much fun. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I was chilling with everybody and it just made me really I don't know. I enjoyed the experience mm-hmm. and I didn't really think I would yeah. truly like yeah. I didn't really think I would, but it was so cool. Yeah. I have no idea where we started that conversation, yeah. but this is super fun to talk about. I yeah. think from like the outside looking in, people think that maybe backstage it's like you're saying maybe like caddy or mm-hmm. something that there's bad energy back there. But I think to your point, we've all suffered to that point. And like show days, the day that you to me, it's like you get to enjoy. You get you all get some glammed harps, up. Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you get food. You get, like you mm-hmm. you look the best you've looked in the last yeah. like sixteen weeks. Like yeah. your hair's done, your makeup's done. Like you look great, and you just get to like enjoy that time backstage with mm-hmm. other girls who have gone through the ex- similar things, yeah. exact same suffering that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think that bonds all of us, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have a thought. I wanted to take it back to when you were talking about that loss. Mm-hmm. Because I think the lesson that you learned from there is so valuable because a lot of athletes that I've seen lately, especially, they don't experience that until down the road. And like even personally for me last year when I was prepping, it was the same sort of situation. Like I signed on with Justin and he was like, let's do one show. I'm like, yeah, we'll do one show. We can just test it out, whatever. So we start prep in like April and I'm going to do a show in July. He pushes the show back to like, I think August or something. So I do this local show. I win the overall like here in Texas. And I'm just like stoked. Like my ego is just through the roof. (laughs) I'm like, wow, amazing. He's like, okay, let's go do nationals. Like let's do North Americans. I'm like, okay. He's like, you know, let's, let's get that pro card. Let's go. So at this point I'm like hype Mm -hmm. and I go in and I get third at North Americans when we were expecting like first or second or whatever to go pro. And that like crushed me. And I had the same thing where I got off stage and I was like, I need a moment. I'm going to call my boyfriend and cry and then I'll be fine. Like, but I need like 10 minutes to just like yeah, take this to loss. Feel it. To feel it. And yeah. it was really, really hard because I felt like everybody there was there to support me and I let them down. And I was just like, I, I didn't do it. I fucked up. I messed up. I even told Justin, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this was a waste. I, 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 I just wasted your time. But like that lesson propelled me forward for the next 15 weeks and then when I went to nationals in December Mm -hmm. and I won the pro card it was so much sweeter yeah so much sweeter if I would have won in North Americans I probably would have like I would have gotten creamed on the pro stage and my ego would have just been stomped like it would have been a much harder fall but Mm -hmm. I think because like we got to experience that loss and almost that like moment of like damn I really I thought I had it you know and I didn't it, it propels us forward. So I love that you have that mentality. And then you went to nationals and you got freaking fourth at your first nationals ever. Yeah. First of all, like that is. And you've only been bodybuilding yeah. for like six months. That and is that like a <laughs> huge accompliment. And I even, Massive. Like after the first lineup, I mean, I, I, don't, I think all of us probably have the same mentality. Just like we, we don't want to let anybody down, right? We don't want to let yep. anybody down. We have high expectations for ourselves. I think the expectations we all have for ourselves are probably higher than anybody else, right? Like, but I got off stage and I was like, dang, I was, I was only good enough to get f- like maybe fourth or fifth. I was like, I'm going to make them change their mind. And I know that's not how it works, right? But I was like, I told Justin, I was like, I'm going to come in that night show. I'm going to be so ready. I'll make mm-hmm. them change their mind. Yeah. I'll make them, they're going to put me up higher, right? It's like, it's so cool though, just like, I don't know, you know, just the learning experience through the whole thing. And it's just sometimes 
you need that, right? Like you need mm-hmm. to, that piece of humble pie. I know that I'm not crap in bodybuilding. I know that just, I mean, like I said, I got smurfed and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, Justin, you really think it's a good idea for me to, I, I do not know what I'm doing here. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right, Captain, right? But it's like, there's just like, if I had by chance, if I had a, won the first show, home run, cool. Won the second show, home run, cool. Got my pro card on the, you know, my first nationals. I don't think it would have meant that much. I mean, like, not to downplay anything, or yeah. but it's like, had I just like walked in and had you know just right. walk off home run and mm-hmm. just like, oh dang, well that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I guess I'm like, satisfied yeah. now, right? I did like, it. I'm good. Yeah, because yeah, right? I mean, truly, I wanted to do one show, and I was going to be satisfied with just one show, whether I won, whether I lost, whether you know what. I just wanted to be able to say that. I put myself through this, that I checked all the boxes, that I didn't cheat once, that I didn't miss a single cardio session, that I did everything like I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then so when it became an option that, oh, I could go pro or, oh, if I had done it and not even really fully understood what I was doing, it wouldn't have meant as much. Mm -hmm. And like when you lose, you know, that like... You feel that, right? And then that makes it mean so much more when you actually do come through. Mm-hmm. Like in my powerlifting career, I wanted to be the best, right? Like, and I strove to hit the highest all-time Wilk score. I I trained for five years to do that. Like, and I didn't do anything else. Like that was my one pursuit. And I had, I think like three or four meets back to back where I had to seal this last deadlift to hit the highest Wilk score of all time. And I missed and I missed and I missed and I missed. So that way when I finally did it, at the Arnold in 2019, it was just this euphoric feeling of just, holy crap, It I finally did it. Yeah. You know, it's that satisfaction of, yes, I have worked so hard and I've missed so hard, but like those failures propel you forward. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, had I just ran through and been like, okay, well, Ben Burr, IFBB Pro, put that in my bio. Like, <laughs> you know, like what, yeah. then, then what, right? Now I'm just like, I just want to be better. And that's the biggest motivator, losing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I just want to be better. Yeah. I just, like, every time you fail, you get closer and closer to that goal. And it's just like, I don't know, that's what life is all about, is getting better. And it's people, so many people are scared to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a ton of people that are like, I can't believe you did that. Like, I can't believe you even went for that. Like, you yeah. didn't have no business. And I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm very well aware that, but, like, that's I went for it, Right. Because Justin was, you know, we were talking and it, it turned one show. The following show was the next week. So I was like, what's seven more days? of What's seven more days? I yeah. can do, I can die for seven more days. But then Nationals was like, I think like two and a half more weeks mm-hmm. after that. And I was like, Oof. <laughs> I was struggling because, I mean, I've been in prep for a while and this is my first rodeo with this. And yeah. <laughs> I was tired. Being I mean, like stage lean for that long, yeah. it becomes so mental. Yeah, every every day is an yeah. up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> and I I I don't complain about anything. I'm happy to be here. Like, I am blessed to be able to wake up and chase my dreams. But like, whoo, I've never been that tired my whole life. And so I was like, can I do this? Like, can I actually? And it was only like, I mean, like 21 days or 20 something days. I was like, I told myself, I was like. What is 20 days in the long, like in the big scheme of things? If I say that I, if I quit this and I'm like, Justin, I can't do nationals, I'm going to hate myself for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like that I didn't go for it, that I didn't give it a chance. What's 20 days? Like what is a drop in the bucket? 
push yourself for 20 more days. You've got this. You can do anything you put your mind to. And so I did. And whether the outcome was winning, losing, or drawing, I did something that I was unsure that I could even do in the first place, even from the very beginning. And so just to be able to say that, like, you did do something, it just, you know, my goal in the first place, I wanted to do something hard. I wanted to do something hard again. And I did. And it reminded me who I was, you know, because like sometimes when you haven't really challenged yourself or pushed yourself in a long time, like the last time I competed in powerlifting was when I hit that all time record in 2019 and I retired. That was all. That was that was the end. I'm the best. Done deal. And so I hadn't really been in a position where I was like back against the wall. I needed to, you know, just like prove myself to myself. And so sometimes you get a little soft, right? You're like, "Mm, I'm just coasting. I can pull 455 on any day, any given day. Cool. I can do whatever on any given day. Cool. This right here, it reminded me that like you can do absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. Like, and especially just whenever you commit to something fully it's done, you know? And so every meal done, like, like I didn't miss anything. I didn't. And like with powerlifting, so many people are just halfway in. It's like they train, but like I said, we, we, they don't really think about their diet. They don't think about their recovery aspects. They don't think about any of that kind of stuff. But with bodybuilding, you gotta be all in on everything. Mm -hmm. You gotta be all in on your food. You gotta be all in on your training, on your recovery, on your digestion, on your mental, like, Mm What are you doing every single day? The step count. I mean, like, there is just so many different things. And so I checked all the boxes. And, like, it just feels so good to put so many perfect days together. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you put together those perfect days. It just helps you in your work life. It helps you in your relationships. It helps you in just everything because you know that you have the ability to put together those days to just prioritize things differently. Yeah. Like, my life looked a lot different before I started prepping for bodybuilding. Like, I didn't have fasted cardio every single morning, but so I had to restructure my entire life to be able to set myself up to do this. But it's like, when you think about that, especially at the beginning, the, the new year, it's the beginning of, you know, 2023, new year, new me, whatever, right? Like, but you can reprioritize your life. You can change your life just whenever you decide to. Mm-hmm. And that's big heavy, right? Like, you yeah. can change your life. Yeah as soon as you decide you want to. And so I think that's one of those things that just like as a takeaway, that's something really important that I think a lot of people need to know and need to see. And I love to just be that ambassador for showing people that you can do whatever you will decide you want to accomplish. It's possible. It might take a lot of work. It might take a lot of sweat. It might take some tears. And you're going to fail a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's going to be big, hard. Yeah. (laughs) But you just have to embrace that. Yeah. And like every failure is a challenge. Every day you wake up, everything in bodybuilding is a challenge and building those challenges every day pushes you to understand how unstoppable you are. So that's kind of what you just said, but I wanted to enforce like the, you are unstoppable with everything you do. You just have to choose to be unstoppable and put the actions into showing yourself you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there were so many different other aspects too, that just like I had never I don't wear makeup. Like, don't know if you guys know that. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> I had never worn a two-piece bikini. Like, I don't. Like, board shorts <laughs> and a sports bra, that's my that's my fit, right? My suit, my suit <laughs> did not come in until they shipped it to the hotel at um, in San Antonio. The, and so I got it the day like before the, the show. Fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got it the day before the show. So, like, my level of anxiety just the whole time, like, I mean, it was, like, crazy. I was like, I guess I'm competing. I mean, I guess. And Justin's like, where's your suit? I was like, mm, I'm not here. In the mail but like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, there's so many things that just, like, 
you got to release the stuff that's outside of your control. Mm -hmm. And then when it got there, I didn't have time to overthink anything, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to overthink. I didn't have time to be like, uh, does this uh, does this look okay? Nope, it is what it is. That's part of the uniform. These mm -hmm. critters that are on my eyes, you know, like I got lots of them right now. <laughs> hey, I, they look good. They look good. <laughs> but like you. everything is just like you control what you can control, yeah. and just that's all you can really do. Mm -hmm. And so, whatever mm -hmm. challenges arise, <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> so I do have a question because, and it's kind. Of, I wanted to know other aspects besides. Um, fitness and like the challenges within fitness but things out, outside of your control or your relationships and things like that throughout your bodybuilding journey and learning how to um kind of shift those to be more beneficial for your journey and winning and what you did to make sure everything around your life was beneficial for you throughout your prep controlling my environment like making sure that the people around me um just like were supportive or were positive like just i think the environment is so important and this is in so many different aspects right like if you're around people that are just you know not really on point with their life and they're eating like crap or they're going out they're drinking they're doing things that don't really align with you as when you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, I feel like this is kind of important that you just align yourself with people that are on the same mission mm -hmm. or just disalign yourself with people that aren't really adding to your life, right? Mm -hmm. If there are people that aren't adding value to your life, uh -huh, I see you take a big deep breath. But if there are people that aren't adding to your life, then ultimately what they're doing is subtracting from it. So it's like you have to see what really, really is in, in the same kind of, you know, just it's helping you. And if it's not helping you, it's going to be hurting you. So one of the things is like controlling your environment, making sure that you're set up for success. Like I had my stuff in my house. Like if I like peanut butter is my vice. Right. So I made sure I didn't have any kind of peanut butter at my house. I think one of the things about bodybuilding is self-control, right? Like you set up yourself for success. And so that way you don't have to flex that self-control muscle so, so hard all the mm -hmm. time. I just got rid of the things that didn't really align. Like if there's peanut butter in my like pantry, I need to get rid of that so I don't even have to worry about that. If there are people in my life that are, you know, just negative influences or complaining all the time, listen, like, I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be subjected to that. And like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to fall in line with that. Cause a lot of times when you're around negative people, mm -hmm. you'll start to be like that too. Mm -hmm. They complain mm -hmm. all the time and just, oh, everything hurts or you're sad, you're tired. Listen, there's so much that goes on with everybody, right? Like mm -hmm. we look at things from an outside perspective and we think, oh, well, she's got a perfect life. Oh, well, she's got everything all figured out. So many people have so many things that we don't know what anybody's going through, right? And so just I always try to focus on the positive or what I'm thankful for and grateful for. Mm -hmm. And so just shifting perspective to, a, you know, gratitude, that's something that was really important, controlling the environment, making sure that you set yourself up for success. I'm always a big scheduler, a planner. Um, so that's something that's always been a part of my life. But that's something with bodybuilding that you have to really do because you have to plan the fasted cardio, when you're taking your subs, when you're going to bed at night. Like this was something that I did in powerlifting, which put me so many levels above everybody else. It's such a basic thing. Like I look, I told somebody this, I was like, I thought I was the bomb in powerlifting. Right. And I mean, you know, not to dis discredit my mm -hmm. accomplishments, but every bodybuilder, even the low level bodybuilders is doing what I did in powerlifting like prioritizing like your sleep, your bedtime, like your food, the low level bodybuilders are doing this powerlifters or not, right? I thought I was, you know, doing the most, mm -hmm. but then you see that like in this world, that's what you have to do. So it's just, I mean, controlling all aspects of your, you know, your mental state, 
who you're surrounding yourself with, what kind of energy you're bringing to your people around you, what kind of energy you're bringing in. I mean, it's just so many different things. And just, you know, relationships, like if you have relationships, you have to make sure that you're cultivating, you're taking care of that, right? Because just because you're, you're hungry or you're dieting and things like that, that doesn't give you a reason to be a prick. Like you decided, <laughs> you decided to do this. Yeah. Like once again, I committed to doing this. I committed to this voluntary suffering. I am so privileged that I am like I decided I was going to go on this diet where you know mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these things. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to do that. Why am I complaining about it? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to complain about absolutely anything. So then you realize when you're around people that are complaining about absolutely nothing or all these first world problems, you know you. Might not you might gotta go. You might not gotta go. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and so it's just like culture. tightening up that circle and making sure that you're taking care of yourself, but also that you're creating the environment that you wanna be in mm-hmm. ultimately. And that's one thing I think, you know, shout out to Team Haley and Justin, um, just for what he's kind of cultivated within the whole group. It's like I loved going to the gym. I loved going to the gym because I was always around people that were just, you know, still training hard, right? Like, I feel like dog doo-doo, right? But I'm around all my girls that are training so hard. I'm around all my girls that are just, you know, gassing me up and making me feel good. And it's like, that's the kind of energy you want to be around. And you want to be you want to be the kind of energy that you want to attract. So it's going to make you feel better and it's going to elevate you. So that's just in a nutshell. Some of those things were definitely just aspects to manage, to think about, and just things that changed along the way. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that. I do have a question in terms of like when it came to managing your environment and, you know, kind of disassociating from the people that were, you know, more negative, not serving you. How did you go about that? Because I think that that's something that people really struggle with, especially first time competitors. Like, how did you manage that yourself? And I know that that's probably a hard question. Truly, it, I'm, it's a really good question. Um, this is something that I did in powerlifting as well mm-hmm. because it's the same kind of it's a similar scenario. If you're not supporting me, if you're not helping me, you're hurting me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just to throw this out here and just to get the big open share, um, my mom never supported me in my fitness journey. She, the last time we talked, she said I was a selfish fitness freak. And so pretty much I haven't spoken to my mother in years now, mm-hmm. right? And so... I cut off that relationship with my mom years and years ago because I knew what I wanted to pursue. I knew that I was not, you know what? I think we're all selfish. I think we all have to be selfish, Mm -hmm. but it's not in a way that is, you know, hurting anyone else. It's a way in saying, I'm taking control of my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be the person that I want to be. I'm not going to be who others, you know, expect me to be or just like live the life that has been laid out for us. I would still be in South Carolina. I'd still have a little house, white picket fence, you know, the whole nine yards like that. They want you to get married, have kids. And if it's selfish for me to take control of my life and do something different, so be it. I guess I'm selfish, Mm -hmm. right? But I cut off the relationship with my mom years and years ago. And so once you kind of do that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) other other people, I mean, just like, you know, friends and associates, it doesn't seem quite as hard anymore. But then again, I would say looking at things and how to make that easier, you know, if you've never had that kind of experience is just look at the relationship and say, you know, how is this actually affecting me? Mm -hmm. Like, is this person's friendship is, you know, what are the pros? What are the cons? Mm -hmm. How is this positively affecting me? Is it? And so you make your pros and cons list. And then if you see that the cons outweigh the pros, what do you got to do? You know? And so when we try to make change in our lives, 
we have to do hard things. Mm -hmm. And so being able to say, hey, Sess, mm -hmm. I need you to bring your energy up. I need yeah. you to change your attitude. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem confronting people and saying, you're not bringing to the table what I need you to. So either you change, level up, match me, or you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people immediately get defensive, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you're not, whenever you're not acting right and somebody brings it to your attention, the first thing is like, what do you mean? I'm not, yeah. what do you mean? And so either people level up to match mm -hmm. or they'll yeah. just, dis so they'll, they'll release themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of makes things a little bit, you know, just easier in terms of that. Mm -hmm. You just bring it to the table, yeah. tell somebody. And like, that's what I think love is too. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're my friend, if you're my friend and I tell you that you need to do better, mm -hmm do better. Yeah. And if not, then you got to go. Yeah. And so I think that that's something just like extreme communication, being honest, being open with people. Mm -hmm. That's really just how we all can connect with one another. And that's how we're going to get better because there's so many people that just like walk up they, that you hang out with people. Then we're going to talk crap about somebody because, Oh my God, well, she's such a negative Nancy. Well, <laughs> have, have you told her? Have you, have you talked to her about you it? Brought yeah. this up. No. So we're just causing drama back here talking about somebody, but we haven't actually told her yeah. that she is a problem. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. The problem is right. that we're too scared to address something mm -hmm. in somebody's face. Me, one thing that I always strove to do is like, you know, and I'm a person, right? Like, mm -hmm. but anything that I say to somebody or, you know, behind somebody's back, I'll say it directly to your face. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. It's yeah. like to say something to somebody's face. If you are not, if you're not in alignment or if you think they can do better, mm -hmm. I guess maybe that's like the coach in me. You want somebody to do better. So you got to bring it to their attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. People don't know what they don't know. And mm -hmm. so everybody's so soft. Listen, tough love, tough love works, yeah. <laughs> you know? So just tell somebody about it. Like mm -hmm. when I told my mom, like what the deal was, she wouldn't accept it. She ran away from it. Yeah. So guess what? We don't talk. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. People will remove themselves for your, from your life if they're not in alignment. So it's yeah. like that kind of works itself out. The trash normally just takes itself out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes people come back around. Like maybe, mm -hmm. you know, they take some time, step away and like, you know what? You were right. Mm -hmm. Says you were right what you said to me. Like and then so you can appreciate that. Right. Yeah. So it's like everything always comes full circle. But I think honesty, communication it's really important. Mm -hmm. And I think that that also releases a lot of mental stress and anxiety that you have, which is so important to manage when you're in a prep oh, or just sure. in life yeah. in general. Yeah. I think yeah. like touching on the mental side. So like everything that you've said today, I feel like you've just demonstrated you have like incredible mental tenacity. Mm -hmm. How did you build that? Like what is something that we can do that the listeners can do to get our mental state to your extreme level? Because I love it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it's one thing that I, I pride myself on. I didn't always used to be like this, right? Like I used to be a people pleaser. I used to just, you know, fall, fall in line with everybody else, right? But one thing that I started doing, and it was before there were all these podcasts, that, you know, the Hubermans, it was, it, I just mm -hmm. like figured out how I could hack this, right? I started journaling. And mm -hmm. I think journaling is so, so important. And so how does that tie into what, what we're talking about, right? When I started journaling, I started writing down like, Okay, what was a stressor from today? Mm -hmm. What was a win from today? What is something that I'm grateful for? And so just the three-point process of just how to start journaling, because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write about. Mm -hmm. Write down a win. Write down something that was a point of like contention or stress, something that you can improve on. Mm -hmm. And then write down something you're grateful for, because these things right here are going to help you identify the, you know, what can I improve it lets you know where the point of stress is. It lets you mm -hmm. know this is something I can be better at for tomorrow. 
But the gratitude, you know, that's something that's huge. And so something to be grateful for as well. We're going to have so many challenges throughout our lives. And it's not about the challenges, right? It's about how you handle the challenges. Mm -hmm. And so I just realized just throughout my life, like, and not to be, you know, just, oh, poor, poor me, right? But (laughs) there's stuff that happens. And I've gone through situations where it's been like, okay, your back's against the wall. What are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so you can either turn and run away. You can hide or... You can get better from it. You can learn from it. And so I've been at rock bottom before. I've failed so many times. And so I think when you fail so many Mm -hmm. times, the only thing that you can do is figure out how to get better. And so just through journaling, I realized these are the points I can improve. This is what I'm thankful for. And maybe even this is something I'm good at. And affirmations as well, super, mm-hmm. super big. Yeah. I used to think, like, uh, I have a sister, and uh, she was always better at everything than me. I'm the youngest one. She was, my, you know, she was smarter than me. She was, believe it or not, more athletic than me. She just has so much more talented. And so growing up and going through school, it was like I was Shannon's little sister. I never even had a name. Like, it was just like mm-hmm. Shannon's little sister. And so I didn't have an identity. I didn't have anything. And one day I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. I'm going to make people know who I am. I'm going to, people are going to remember me. And so how am I going to do that? By determining who I am. And then mm-hmm. who am I? I am. And so can, am, will is kind of my catchphrase for my, my podcast. Shameless plug, the champion mindset. Yes, but for my own <laughs> podcast, right? It's like can, am, will, am. I am, I think is the opening right here. Whatever comes next is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a loser, be a loser. (laughs) If you want to be a winner, be a winner. If you want to be strong, be strong. If I am capable. Every single morning I wake up and I say three affirmations still. And I used to look in the mirror whenever I was competing in powerlifting. I used to look in the mirror and I'd say, I am the best in the world. And that's what's written on my wrist is I am the best in the world. And so even before I hit that all-time total, even before I hit, you know, all these numbers— I said I was going to do it. I said, I am the best in the world. I am the strongest woman in the world. And so when you say these things, these affirmations, you start to believe it. And then so you put forth effort. Who, what would the person, what would the best in the world do? What would someone who is capable, what would someone who is strong, what would they do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how, how you do that is you just start to slowly become that person. You start to believe it. And so just through affirmations, through journaling, through these kind of things, it just really shifts your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So that mental resilience, you can change the way that you think about things. It just, you have to be very intentional with it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if not, I mean, I'm a person too. I'll go into a spiral just like anybody else and be the sad girl. You know, I'll be lonely. I'll be tired. I'm hungry, whatever. But also I am capable Like for nationals, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I laid on my couch and was just like, I don't know if I can get up. Like had to convince myself, you know, one foot after the other. I'm in the truck. I'm like, okay, Stacey, get out the truck. Stacey, just one foot after the other. Right. But like I told myself every single morning, I am capable. Mm -hmm. I am capable. I am a national champion. Mm -hmm. I wrote on my, um, I have like a little affirmation board. I wrote the dates of my show. And then I said, come home when I have BB pro. I will come home when I have BB pro. And I didn't. So I came up short. Which for me is like, oh, dang, I didn't, you know, fulfill the obligation. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I let everyone down. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. You never let anybody down if you just mm-hmm. keep showing up. Yeah. And so I think that's the most important thing. But it's just 
that mental state is just something that I cultivated over time. And I didn't even realize what I was doing. Truly, to be honest with you, I just realized that the more I kept telling myself that Mm -hmm. I was the best, the more that I kept telling myself I was capable, I realized I had this confidence that I was capable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and like like for something that's just like kind of a point of reference, when you're walking up to a heavy deadlift, you know, 500 pounds or something like that, if you are scared of it, it's going to take your lunch money, right? <laughs> like if you're scared of a weight, like squatting 500 pounds, yeah. if you're scared of that weight, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's over. It's already over before you even touch it, right? So what I used to do, I'll say, how fast am I going to move this? I've got this. I, I can do mm-hmm. this. Everything I can do this. Because that little bit of doubt, it's going to wreck you, right? Mm-hmm. So that confidence, approaching with confidence is so, so important in every single aspect of your life. And so I apply that, that mentality to everything, you know, because I realized through lifting, through powerlifting, through just all of this, all the things still apply. People look at, you know, people, gym, gym people, powerlifters, bodybuilders, and they think, oh, well, they're just a bunch of meatheads. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't know anything. Or this, it doesn't, isn't actually, a, you know, is that going to make you money? Is that going to, yes, actually, you know, this is <laughs> my whole career. But people don't think that it actually applies to life. But if you actually look at it, I think training is the most parallel thing mm-hmm. to life that there is because it's something that if you just keep showing up at, you're going to get better at. It's always going to be there for you. There's always going to be a challenge. If you approach something with confidence, Mm -hmm. nine times out of nine and a half, you're going to have a better outcome than if you don't. Right. And so it's just like, if you keep pushing yourself, if you keep trying, you're going to, you know, progressive overload, you're going to get stronger. If you want to do something, it's there for you. Mm -hmm. And I love training for that reason. That's why I fell in love with it in the first place. You know, the world tells you what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. In the gym, if I want to go in and do 5,000 sets of bicep curls <laughs> and that's it, no, if you want to do 8,000 sets of RDLs, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, you can. Who, who's to tell you that you can't? Like, yeah. And this is something that you have the absolute freedom to work as hard as you want to work, to not work as hard as you want to work, to go in and accomplish absolutely anything. And so it just once you leave the gym— it's just one of those things where you have the confidence ultimately to a- attack and accomplish anything else in your entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that people that are in the gym ultimately have an edge on, over everybody else in the world. And so I don't know why everybody doesn't train, not <laughs> even bodybuilding or powerlifting, but just to train, get in the gym, get yeah. the train, gym yeah. because it teaches you something. It mm-hmm. teaches you about yourself. It teaches you who you really are mm-hmm. deep, deep, deep down. It teaches you who you are and what you want, you know? Yeah. Yep. So um, the, that's my TED talk. Thank it. you for coming through. <laughs> I love it. There's I think so, that's my favorite yeah. TED talk ever. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Replay this every morning. Yeah. Yep. You're going to be in the mindset. But so just something for any listener out there, just something that you can do. Start your morning with affirmations, three affirmations. Mm-hmm. I am. And then you fill in the blank. Yep. And a lot of people, they, well, this is kind of dumb. Just start. Yeah. And it's for you. It's not for anybody mm-hmm. else's. Nobody else is going to see it. No. Yeah. Nobody's and gonna don't stop doing it. it. Mm-hmm. After a week, don't give up. No. Like, continue. Months That's and months and months and months and months. That's all I did on my prep. Really? I would wake yeah. up. Yeah. And Easy. I don't know why I fell out of the habit, but I'm, I just started doing it again. And it's like That's building that. So uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a week of doing it and you'll yeah. look like this. No. But... Like during the prep, it was the same thing. It's like you'd wake up, roll out of bed, and you just tell yourself immediately, I'm strong, I'm capable, I'm powerful. Mm-hmm. And those things, they'll just stay with you throughout the day. They're mm-hmm. in your subconscious. You don't even know. But I feel like 
those affirmations led to self-belief, led to me taking action, and then led to me seeing the results that I wanted. Yes. So it all builds up over time. So even if it does like kind of feel stupid at first, if you're like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to write some I am stuff, nobody else is going to see it. It's just for you. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah. take that moment for yourself and really channel into it. Whatever comes to mind, like I don't think about it anymore. Like I'll sit down and I'll write the first three things that come to my mind. I think this morning it was like, I'm peaceful, I am joyful, and I'm loved. And like, that's what I needed today. Mm-hmm. I don't, sometimes it's like strength. Sometimes it's like confidence. It just, it depends. But, and then I carry that. That's my theme for, mm-hmm. for the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if nothing else, if something, you know, just like out of the ordinary obstacles come out, you, you know, you're loved. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that you're cared for. You know that you're important. Like sometimes I'll just text yeah. random people like <laughs> in my phone, you know, that like I care about. I'll just be like, hey, you make a difference. Like you make a difference. You are impactful. Like I'll send those affirmations to other people Mm -hmm. because like you said, like we said, you want to be the type of energy that you want to attract. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you know people are struggling or, you know, like any of my girls in prep or whatever, like it's like, I'm going to send that to you just to let you know that this is, this is you just in case you're having a bad day or you're falling off. Cause you, like you said, you carry that with you and it just like, it, it hits different. And so even if you say it that morning or you write it that morning, it goes with you throughout the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And then also just to throw this in here, this is another thing that I do and make your bed. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. make your bed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. First thing. Yeah. First thing. Because yeah. it's just like the very first task on the list, even before fasting cardio, you get out the bed, you get out the bed, you make the bed, then you do the fasting cardio, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like w- setting and doing one tiny thing can really set the tone for your entire day. Mm-hmm. I listened to a podcast, I think with a Navy SEAL, and he was like, you need to make your bed every single morning. And this was years and years ago. And I was like, that sounds a little, okay, whatever. But then I started doing it. And I started doing it. And I was like, well, you know what? I got my bed made. And then when I come home at the end of the day, I have a, I have a made bed and that kind of really set the tone mm-hmm. for the whole day. So at yeah. least I get to get in my bed and it's made and it's just like a little accomplishment yeah. because people see these giant, giant obstacles competing in a bodybuilding show, competing at a national level mm-hmm. or, you know, just starting a business, doing something really big and it gets overwhelmed. Like or they get overwhelmed because it's scary. But then if you break it down into little tiny actionable steps that you can do, the little tiny actionable steps are the little steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so if you just take one step, if you make the bed, if you write the affirmations, if you do the little things correctly, it's going to propel you and take you into the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you've started the business because you've done the action steps that are required to complete the task. So it's not necessarily the task. The task is what scares us and is overwhelming, but it's the little things that you have to do and plan and prepare for because there are people out there that talk a lot of talk and say, Oh, I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show, or oh, I'm gonna you know tackle the world, right? But then they don't take the time and actually prepare the little tiny steps. They just have the big goal, but there's no actual in between, right? Mm-hmm. So you see what you want, you see who you want to be, and then you work backwards from there. Because people will be like, "Well, Stacy, I don't feel strong. I don't feel capable. How can I write these things down if I don't actually, if I don't think I, I am that?" Mm-hmm. Well, start here, and then let's work backwards. What would the capable person do? What would the strongest woman in the world do? Well, she would eat all her food. She would go to bed at a reasonable time. She would do all these things, check all these boxes, mm-hmm. and that's how this actually works: is working backwards from there. Yeah. So, that's this, you know. These are the, the life, life hacks, guys. Yes. Take lots the of life hacks. hacks. Yeah, they work. As you seriously. Can see. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, what's next? You know, like, what's next? What else do you guys want to accomplish? You know, whatever it is, just start there. Mm-hmm. Start there and work your way backwards. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. That. I'm excited. I will be an IFBB pro. Oh, for yeah. sure. That just like yes. and so when you when you think about it like that, it's like it's a non-negotiable. It's I don't know. I don't yeah. know how long it's going to take. Right? It might take next year. It might be three years. It might be five years. Mm-hmm. I am going to be an IFBB pro. And there's something about saying I want to be or I want to squat 500 pounds. You want to or you are. Yeah. Right. right? Like because yeah. when you say I am, that's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. It's a contract that you're setting up for yourself. Like mm-hmm. I agreed to do a body one, so I didn't agree to do three originally, <laughs> right? But that's what it ended up being. But when you agree to do something, there's a lot of in between that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you commit yourself to doing something, and then you just keep on working through. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know how, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I think so many people are just scared of and just don't realize. None of us know what we're doing. Like, none of us. We <laughs> yeah, all yeah. just have to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, some of this is, like, people think you have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. No, you really don't. You figure it out along the way. And yes. then most of the time, you don't really figure it out till after the fact mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Because then you can look back at it and figure out, okay, well, this is what I could have done better. This is how I can do it next time. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, you'll do the same thing. But it's just you keep continually improving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have a plan, but the plan always changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Pivoting I mean, and adjusting. That's all we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of like my favorite analogy that I liked. Because so my boyfriend is very rational. He's an engineer. He's very process oriented. He wants to know all the steps before the result. Right. And for me, I'm very like dreamer and like, let's just freaking go. Mm-hmm. So I always he and I always have this conversation, but I'm like, honey, we have to jump. And we're going to build the parachute on the way down. Because if we just stay up in the plane, plane's going to land. Opportunities missed. Like, we have yeah. to jump now. And he's always like, all right, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> I but like that. that's what you need. You yeah. know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just, you you have to frame it for somebody to understand. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I know it's scary. It's a risk. But you got to take this step and let's just go. Because yeah. when you go, you're going to figure out, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. The walls you run into, they're they're forming the pathway to the result you want. Mm-hmm. So just jump, build and the parachute on the way down. Do yeah. it scared. because what yeah. Tara failing is yeah. good. Do too. it terrified. Fail <laughs> as much as you can because yeah. that's how you're going to grow way more. And when you're scared, nine times out of ten, that's what you need to do anyway. Yep. Yeah. Right? Because, like, if you're not scared of something, it's probably not a big enough goal. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean enough to yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Like, I remember before I got on stage— I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was so scared. And I was like, what What am I doing? What? What's going on? And Justin was like, how do you feel? I was like, I'm so scared right now. And like, he was like, really? And I was like, he was like, good. And I was like, uh, not good, but okay. But then I was like, I was like, okay, okay. I'm good at this. I'm good at yeah. this. I've got it. But the more scared you are, that means it means something to you. Yeah. That means you care about it. And so don't run from that fear. Run to that fear. Mm-hmm. Run to it and then run through it. It's mm-hmm. just so empowering. And I think so many people just get it twisted. They're scared of failing. Yeah. They're scared of being scared. And that's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not like challenging yourself daily, if you're not scared of something, if you're just going through coasting, going through the motions – what kind of life is that, right? Not yeah. living. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Just not me. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I'm so motivated. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go train, guys. I know. Yeah, I'm ready. Dude, I'm ready. I, mean, I just pump hit in. legs. I'm ready to go back Same. again Same. right back now. Today. I can hit legs again. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> 400 reps yeah. on the right, quad extension. Yeah. Ooh, my, le- Ooh, my legs feel that. Yeah. That leg they were just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Man, I'm really impacted. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I feel extremely relentless right now. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any follow-up questions? Do you have anything you want to leave 
our you listeners left with. us with a ton. Yeah. But always leave more. Anything. The world is yours. The world is everyone's, right? Mm -hmm. There is one thing, you know what I'll say? Like, I had a conversation with someone and they said, you know, not everyone, not everyone can do what you did, Stacey. And I was like, I don't think that's true. And he said, what? This is Brian from the gym. He said, I don't think that everyone can do what you did. And, I, you know, there was a lot of ups mm -hmm. and downs during this prep. And I, I didn't share a ton with Instagram or a lot mm -hmm. of people. My dad got really sick. I had to fly home, go back and forth to South Carolina, you know, because I look after my dad. That's my... That's my heart right there, right? But there's a lot, you know, there are a lot of factors that I had to manage. But it's not that you can't do it. I think that anyone, and I mean anyone, can do absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. It's not can or can't. It's will or won't. Mm -hmm. So leave with that. It's not can or can't. It's will or won't. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do it? Are you going to chase your dreams? Are you going to do whatever it is that is your heart's desire? That thing that's been sitting in the back of your mind for years that you can't let go of, that you want to start a business, that you want to go, you want to move somewhere else, you want to get out your hometown. That one thing that you can't stop thinking about, but you're so scared of doing mm -hmm. because it's foreign, it's unfamiliar, you're scared. I challenge you to do that thing. Do the thing that scares you the absolute most because it's not a matter of can or can't. It's will or won't. We can do absolutely anything that we put our minds to. It might take a long time. You might want it to be done quicker because truly we want to snap our fingers and be lean, right? We want to snap yep. our fingers <laughs> and be there yesterday, right? I want to I want to have my pro card in my back pocket right now, but that's not the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is you can do anything you put your mind to and just that you commit to. So will you or won't you? Drops Mike. Wow. I feel like that needs like a round of applause. I know. <laughs> it wow. has been so amazing to have yeah. you on here. Thank, Thank you. you and we're going to have you back on here. Absolutely. Oh, game on. Sure. Game on. If and you guys uh, tell everyone where we can find you. Give, give yourself a yes, little plug. Yes, shameless plugs here. Shameless yes. plug at Bema Burr on Instagram. Um, the Champion Mindset Podcast is my podcast. Um, if you are interested in supplements, you can Amino Asylum. You can use code Bema. If you need knee sleeves, wrist wraps, any kind of gear support like that, use code Bama at Strong House Project. So those are my things. This is me. I'm the head coach of Team Bama Brick Squad Training. So if you're interested in powerlifting, strength coaching, hit me up there. And also, if you're a high school athlete and you're looking to compete in college, I coach at McKendry University, the powerlifting team there. So those are that's me. That's where I'm at. All the hats that I wear. So if you guys support me, I appreciate that. And support Team Mahaley, all my girls, all the back. <laughs> Thank you, Stacey. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Yes, you're truly an incredible human. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back again next week with some more fire. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Be relentless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope y'all really enjoyed the podcast today, leaving it feeling more relentless than ever. But we have a few things that we would love to ask of you. So I'm going to give this over to Noah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you could, I know that this is your new favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Leave any comments and questions below. And make sure that you're sharing across social media so that all of your friends get to listen to the greatest podcast on earth. And if you have any questions about any topics that we talk about or anything at all, fitness, competing related, anything, we comment, we'll hit you back up um, Instagram or in the podcast under if the comment box is there, then we will definitely answer your questions and help you out as best as we can. 
Absolutely. So leave those five-star reviews. Let us know. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Have a relentless day. Bye. Bye.